Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all of the words I solemnly declare to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you, they are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Brilliant, Charlotte. Thank you so much indeed. Um, and uh, lovely to see you all. Happy October. Um, and I hope you're well. Do keep um, that passage open uh, if you can. And uh, just to let you know that what's going to happen today is um, the talk's going to be in two halves, if you like. Or to be more accurate, it'll be three quarters uh, and then a quarter uh, with a slight sort of prayer break in the middle. Um, and um, let's pray, though, before we look at it together, shall we? Let's pray. Charlotte read those words which said, um, they are not just idle words for you. They are your life. And Lord God, we pray right now that these words that we look at wouldn't be idle words to us, but they would indeed be our life. And so, Father, we pray, please come and work amongst us by your Spirit. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, at HDC, our vision is to see every life bearing fruit for Jesus. And fruitfulness, sort of as a concept, is a concept that comes throughout Scripture. So Jesus said to his disciples, apart from me, you can bear no fruit. In the parable of the sower, you may remember, the seed that's sown on good soil bears much fruit. Um, we are called to display the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Paul prays for the Colossians that they bear fruit in every good work. Our longing here at HTC, with our vision statement, is that every life bears fruit for Jesus. Every life, so poor and rich, Black and white, young and old, gay and straight, right wing and left wing, Apple and Android, every life would bear fruit for Jesus. As we come to place our trust in him and then as we look to live all of life connected to him. However, you know, this, this sort of vision of fruitfulness, it doesn't just link back to scripture, it also links back to the start of our church uh, the pastor and writer, Andrew Wilson, just this last month, <coughs> he's published a book all about the year 1776. And he says that that single year, 1776, saw several monumental transformations that changed the trajectory of the entire Western world. Now, one of those, perhaps obviously, was the US Declaration of Independence uh, in, uh, on the 4th of July, 1776. But there are various other ones that he mentions too. So he mentions 1776, Captain Cook uh, started out on the last of his three voyages to the South Seas. Did you know Captain Cook's widow later, uh, after Captain Cook had died, uh, Captain Cook's widow, Eliza Cook, worshipped in this very church. Uh, 1776, Adam Smith released his book, which was the foundation for modern economics. 1776, Immanuel Kant wrote his critique for pure reason, which changed the whole world of philosophy. And amongst all these and other 1776 events, Andrew Wilson writes this. He says, It is therefore a happy coincidence 
that the summer of 1776 also witnessed the opening of Holy Trinity Church Clapham, whose members and their associates would be so influential in passing the Slave Trade Act and the Slavery Abolition Act. Perhaps even more of a claim. Uh, Niall Ferguson, the professor for international history at Harvard University, he has written this. It might be said that the moral transformation of the entire British Empire began in Holy Trinity Church on the north side of Clapham Common. You see, ever since HTC began in 1776, this church has been about the vision of seeing people come to have a real faith in Jesus Christ, one which bears fruit and makes a difference in all of life. HTC has an inspiring past. And I pray, too, that we have an exciting future. And by God's grace, just as there was significant growth in this church in the time of William Wilberforce and the Clapham sect, soon after it had been built, with over a 1,000 people coming along to this church each Sunday, so, too, over the last 12 years, since we started an evening service here, it has been exciting to see, by God's grace, significant growth. So we have grown from an average Sunday attendance of around 200 people to an average attendance of around 700 people. This term, I think we have seen our biggest ever Alpha course uh, so far with 73 different guests across the first two weeks. Uh, We've partnered with a church around the back of Brixton Prison to bring renewal since 2017. We planted a church up in Vauxhall in 2019. By God's grace, over the last decade or so, we have seen growth. And so in 2023, right now, as if you like, we sort of set a three-year vision for HTC to take us to 2026, 250 years since this church was built. It is those same kind of areas that I would love us to focus on, that we might grow over the next three years in Sunday attendance, not because bigger is better, but because we long to see more people connected to Jesus bearing fruit for him in all of life. So we pray that we might grow to 900 people by 2026, that the number of people who are investigating Jesus Christ for themselves at Alpha, that that would grow to 300 people over the course of the year in 2026, that by then, in 2026, we would have done three more church plants or renewals. And for this church building by 2026, for this church building to adequately support that vision for growth of God's kingdom through our Revitalized 250 project. Now, it's worth saying, some of you will know lots about Revitalized 250, some won't know so much, but Revitalized 250 is not our vision. But it is vital in supporting this vision to see more and more lives bearing fruit for Jesus as we head towards 250 years of this church's existence. If you're not sure on the sort of details of Revitalized 250, our building project, do go on our website. Uh, You'll see all sorts of information there. But if you sort of want one best visual to try and sort of summarize what it is, uh, we've already taken the pews out. That was the easy bit. Uh, But if you want sort of the best visual, you should take a cross section across the church, basically where I'm standing. It currently looks like this. And as a result of Revitalized 250, it will look like this. Um, That is what is needed to support our vision. Now, you might be saying, Jago, how can you say all that? You know, all the media tells us is church decline, church decline, and yet more church decline. You know, the, the, the denomination that we are a part of, the Church of England, you know, it's been shrinking alarmingly. 
How can you talk about this? And yet I want to say it is not all bleak. Because in amongst the decline, there are many churches like ours that have been growing. And there are many other denominations other than the Church of England that have been growing too. A couple of weeks ago, A.N. Wilson, some of you may have seen it, was writing an opinion piece in the Times. uh, And it, it was titled this, To Resurrect the Church, Try the Gospel Truth. And he continues, Faith thrives when worshippers are given what he calls Christianity in the raw rather than the liberalism of the Church of England hierarchy. Or just this week in the Church Times, Canon Angela Tilby, who is part of the Church of England hierarchy, she wrote this in the Church Times. She wrote an article entitled, um, Emptied Out Belief Leads to Empty Pews. Or how about this graph by Dr. John Hayward, uh, where he's done loads of research, and he's done loads of research on all the different denominations in the UK. And he says the ones that are liberal in their theology, those denominations, they are all shrinking, the yellow ones. Uh, The Church of England is sort of the murky yellow one, where he says evangelical and liberal are similar in size. And then all the red ones are the evangelical denominations, and he says they are almost all growing. Now, labels can be very dangerous things. So I don't want to take too much about labels, but here's the common point. The red denominations, Ian Wilson's reflections, Angela Tilby's reflections, HTC back in Wilberforce's day, HTC today, these are churches that look to take God's word seriously. Who who, who don't say, well, I know better than God, but who say, God knows better than me. So I'm gonna listen to God's words rather than ignore them because God's words bring life. And you know, one of the main themes of this book of Deuteronomy that we've been looking at over the last few weeks, one of the main themes is the life-giving power of God's words. The life-giving power. Throughout Deuteronomy, it said time and time and time again, but perhaps most strikingly, it said in Deuteronomy 32 that Charlotte read for us. It is um, Deuteronomy 32, the bit Charlotte read for us, is sort of a summary of one of Moses' songs. It's not the actual song, but it's a summary of the song that comes afterwards. And I'm just going to read it again. But as I do, I just want you to note the repetition of the word words, okay? Just see how often the word words comes up. Come up on the screen again. It says, Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you, they are your life. You see, for the people of Israel back then, and for us today, God's words are words of life. They are words of life. And if we want to bear fruit for Jesus Christ as individuals, as HTC, even as the Church of England, we need to be people. We need to be a church. We need to be a denomination who listen to and respond to and live out God's words, not think, oh, we know better than God. And the primary place, indeed the only place where we can be 100% sure that we're hearing the very words of God is in here, the Bible. Now, what does it look like? What does it look like for you and I to listen to God's word? 
Well, Moses' song in Deuteronomy chapter 32, it's largely a challenge to the people of Israel back then. Moses sings of how, it's a sort of challenging song. He sings of how God's people, they've been ignoring God. They've been ignoring God's words. But either side of Moses' challenge, at the very beginning and the very end of his song in Deuteronomy 32, we see three things that come when you or I see God's words as they are, as words of life. And here are the first, here are the three things. Number one, on the rock, on the rock. Have a look, if you would, at verse four. It's going to come up on the screen as well. Verse four, uh, speaking, or rather, I should say, singing of God, Moses sings this. He sings, he is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. In fact, if you go through Deuteronomy 32, seven times, Moses sings of God as the rock. I think of William Wilberforce himself. Uh, When William Wilberforce was on his deathbed, he was with Barbara, his wife, and his youngest child, um, Henry. And Wilberforce said to the two of them, he said, I am in a very distressed state. He was about to die. And his son, Henry, replied to Wilberforce with these words, which were the last words that were ever spoken to William Wilberforce. Henry said to his dad, he said, Dad, yes, but you have your feet on the rock. You see, when God's words are not idle words to us, when God's words are our life, then we discover in even the most challenging moments, even when we're on our deathbed, we discover that we are standing on the rock. We have a solid foundation in Jesus Christ. First, on the rock. Second, be the light. Uh, There's this amazing little bit earlier in in Deuteronomy. It's Deuteronomy chapter four. It's gonna come up on the screen. And, and, And Moses is really describing, I guess you'd call it the sort of the evangelistic power of obeying and living out God's words. Just have a look at it. This is what Moses says. He says, observe them, observe God's words carefully. For this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations, the surrounding nations, who will hear about all these decrees and they will say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? And I hope you can see there that there's this sense in those words that that as the people of God, as they lived out what God had told them, as they observed God's words, what would happen is all the other nations around would go, wow, 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 I want some of that. They'd look at the people of Israel and they'd go, wow, the love they have for each other, the wisdom of what they say and they do, I want some of that. Elsewhere in the Bible, it talks about being a light to the nations. And it's the same idea here. Be the light. Be the light. At the end of Moses' song, verse 43, Moses sings. He sings, rejoice, you nations. These other nations. Rejoice, you nations, with his people. Again, that same idea. The surrounding nations have seen the people of God, Israel, living out God's words of life, and they rejoice because they want to be a part of it. So too for you and me. Be the light. Be the light as we live out God's words of life. And you know, I I think of so many of you who are super encouraging examples of just this. You know, as at Alpha or at Breakfast Club or here on a Sunday, as I meet people who have come along because you have been the light to them. 
because you've been the light to your friends or your neighbours or your colleagues or wherever it is, and they're going, wow, I want some of that. And so they've come along with you here to explore Jesus. So on the rock, be the light, and then third, grow the plant. Look at how Moses starts his song. At the start of chapter 32, verses one and two, he says this. He sings, listen, you heavens, and I will speak. Hear, you earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. And you get the idea there. You can see that as we listen to God's words to us, God's words pictured like dew, like abundant rain, we, you and I, we're like new grass, we're like tender plants, we're like fruitful, growing plants as we're watered, we're refreshed, we're refueled by God's word. And so the question for each one of us today is very simple. Does this look like us? On the rock, be the light, grow the plant. Does it look like you and me? Now, of course, like the people of Israel back in Moses' time, none of us, none of us will perfectly sort of listen to and obey and live out God's words. None of us will do that except Jesus. And that is why it is so wonderful how right at the very end of Moses' song, the very last line, it says this, that God will make atonement for his land and his people. God will make atonement. You see, it is Jesus alone, God himself, that atones for our sins, for all our failings to listen to and obey his word. So if you're sitting here today and you're saying, well, I've let God down. You're sitting here and you're saying, I've ignored his word. I haven't taken God's word to heart. Join the club. On the cross, as Jesus atones for our sin, in our place, we hear Jesus's words. On the cross, Jesus's words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And those are not idle words, are they? They are not idle words. They quite literally, they are our life. Jesus on the cross, forsaken, so that you and I can be fruitful. Uh, last, um, last Monday, at 4.48 p.m. precisely, on our staff WhatsApp chat. We have a staff WhatsApp chat. Uh, Felix posted an advert for Honest Burger, uh, the food chain that have a restaurant uh, just opposite the Clapham Picture House uh, near our staff offices. And the advert said that Honest Burger were giving away no less than 100 burgers and chips for free from 11.30 a.m. the next day, Tuesday. And Felix wrote, well, this is huge. And it certainly was. I've never seen our staff WhatsApp buzzing so much. I mean, everyone was just in on it. I'm not going to show you all the messages. We'd be here till Christmas. Um, but let me just give you a few of them, just to get a flavour of it. The next day, everyone sort of readied themselves before 11.30, as you can imagine. 11.21 a.m., Josh messaged. They're up to number 30. You can get a ticket and come back and eat later. Win, says Jacob Adams with his photo ticket, 36. OMW, says Joe White. Queue's massive now. Got your numbers yet, Rory and Emma, says Matt. How long's the queue looking? 
Jane says, Ed, a little bit off the pace there. Um, the guys coming down the queue again. Any moment, says Matt. I'll join, says Emma. They kept on going on and on and on. Uh, Lulu just cries. I think tears of laughter, maybe tears of despair. I don't know. And then Jacob concludes, what a day to be alive. Now, if you and me, how do you respond to that? The staff team, I'm, I mean, oh my goodness. What do you say to them all? Uh, I, I said this to them. I said, remember Jesus said, man shall not live on bread or burgers alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Just remember that. Uh, you know, actually, when Jesus said that, he's quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. He's quoting Deuteronomy chapter eight. In fact, the whole, as I said, the whole of the book of Deuteronomy reminds us of the importance of God's words to us. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. In our passage, they're not idle words, they're our life. In our theme verse, which you'll have heard if you've been here the last couple of weeks, from chapter 30, we're told, choose life, love the Lord your God, and listen to his voice. And so this is huge, Felix. What a day to be alive, Jacob. Not because there are free honest burgers. Let me just say, the HTC staff team are the most wonderful staff team in existence. But today, it is huge. Today, it is a fantastic day to be alive because we have every word that comes from the mouth of God. Because we can listen to his voice and we can see what God might do through men and women like you and me who in our weakness who in our own failings, who ask for the power of God's spirit to be displayed in and through us as we look to listen to his voice and to bear fruit for Jesus. HTC, we have an inspiring past and we have an exciting future. I'm gonna pray now. Let's pray and then we're gonna have the second Quarter, uh, the last quarter, second quarter, last quarter, you know what I mean. Uh, let's pray. Um, let's just pray. Before we sort of focus on, if you like, at the church level, I just want us to take a moment as individuals to respond to God's word. Let's come before our Heavenly Father. Just take a moment to thank him that he is a speaking God, that he's spoken to us, and that it is as we listen to his voice, as we take it to heart, as we respond to it, as we live out his word, so we bear fruit for Jesus. So we're gonna have a moment just to be still, to be quiet. And it may be you know some area of your life where if you're honest, you're ignoring God's word. Maybe you're not listening to him and you need to say sorry. Maybe for others of us, we just wanna ask Jesus that we can be those who stand on him, our rock, that we might be empowered by his spirit to be the light to those around us as we live out God's word and that we might grow, each one of us, we might grow as a plant bearing fruit for Jesus. So just take a moment just to be still and let's pray our own prayers to our Father in heaven. And Lord Jesus, we wanna thank you this day that your words are not idle words, but that they are our life. Jesus, we thank you. And we pray that you would help each one of us by the power of your spirit to be those who listen to your voice. And we pray that you'd be helping us to stand firm on you, the rock, 
that you'd be helping us to be the light to those around us as we live out your word. Lord, by your spirit, help us bear fruit for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, as I said, uh, it's a sermon of two halves, uh, and I, I want to speak for about 10 minutes more, but sort of trying to sort of get more practical and sort of more um, thinking about things on a sort of church-wide level, if you like. Um, coming up on the screen uh, is a slide that I often show at things like First Fruits. Um, it is our, our vision there to see every life bearing fruit for Jesus. And we say we long to see that happen through trusting Jesus, transforming lives, growing the church. So that's about discipleship, about outreach and being a resourcing church. Uh, and what I hope we've sort of held on to this morning is that if we are going to be bearing fruit for Jesus as a church, then we need to be listening to God's voice. Indeed, the only way that this three-year vision for 2026 will become a reality with more disciples, with more outreach, with more churches planted and renewed is if we're listening to God's voice and living it out. And what does listening to God's words look like? Well, I've said on the rock, that's about our discipleship, being on the rock, the foundation of Jesus. Be the light, that is about our outreach, being the light as we reach out to those around us. And then grow the plant. That's about, about being a resourcing church. On the rock, be the light, grow the plant. And with those in mind, I just want to give you a flavor of a few sort of new things coming up this coming year at HTC. So first of all, in terms of on the rock, in terms of our discipleship, one of the things we're doing is we're preparing a sort of pilot discipleship course that some connect groups might want to opt into uh, in the new year, in January, trying to sort of, we're really right, what we're trying to do is to work out what is the best way of helping build those solid foundations on Jesus, particularly for those in sort of their early adult life, in their 20s and 30s. Another thing we're going to be looking to do is grow our workplace group. So we've already had an education group and a politics group start meeting. Uh, we've got plans in November for a law group and for those in healthcare. And then in early 2024, we're going to have a group for those working in finance. Uh, we're growing our discipleship amongst children, youth and families. I wonder if you noticed in the Bible reading that it specifically made reference to the children hearing these words of life. It is so important, particularly when you look at the stats, 75% of all Christians, they come to faith before the age of 18. And that's why we want to be focusing on that age demographic. So one of the, some of the things we're going to be doing this coming year is setting up parenting discipleship Zooms, uh, setting up online connect groups for parents with young children. And it's why we've got such a great team with Emma and Bonnie and Lulu and Felix and Dan and Catherine amazingly working to oversee so many of these events for young people. In terms of Be The Light, thinking about our outreach, uh, we've just invested in the kits to do uh, Spanish translation at this service. And welcome to all of you that are, uh, have got your headphones in and you're hearing everything in Spanish. It's so wonderful uh, to have you with us. Uh, but you know, we have plenty of Spanish speakers who have come to the Breakfast Club, uh, who've done Alpha in Spanish at Breakfast Club, who've done a Bible study in Spanish at Breakfast Club. And now uh, they, you, can come to church on a Sunday and join in hearing the words on a Sunday in Spanish. Then the sports ministry. Uh, the growth of Clapham Saints over the last year has been wonderful, not just for the sport, but for that sense of being the light to many in our local community. It's been wonderful to see people coming to Alpha and to church and to faith through that ministry. 
There's plenty of other things. There's, there's a, a greater focus this coming year on those of older years, uh, the cap money course growing in usage at the Breakfast Club. But budget permitting, I think it's just worth saying, we're aiming to have a new post on the staff team next summer, an evangelist to help us all in our own evangelism and to lead our evangelistic initiatives at church, including right at the centre of that alpha. And then thirdly, grow the plant. This is about us being a resourcing church. A resourcing church, that just means we're a church that looks not just to be a blessing in our local community, but we also look to be a blessing further afield uh, through particularly church plants and church renewals. Uh, As some of you will know, our aim was for Tim Jones to plant a church last year. Uh, Sadly, that wasn't possible. And last Sunday, uh, those of you who will know who were here last last Sunday, we sent him off to be the vicar of Central Church in Bristol. And it is super exciting uh, to see how God is going to use him. It's not a sort of plant nearby. Uh, There may be a few people who are part of HTC who are going to move to Bristol. Uh, Do get in touch with Tim if that is you. Uh, But what I want to just say, we've also decided to give uh, Tim's church, Central Church, some money from our mission giving fund. We're not seeing it as a plant, but we are seeing it. We're sending him off in mission. And then the plan, it's not confirmed yet, but please do pray that it will be confirmed in the next few months. The plan is that Ed Veal uh, will lead a plant uh, uh, to a church a few miles away from here uh, next summer, so summer 2024. So as I say, please do pray for that as we try and firm up the details for that. And then Revitalize 250, our £5.8 million building project. 2024 is the year that we want to get underway. Beyond the pews coming out at the start of this year, which is wonderful, we want to get underway with the proper works of digging and all the rest so that this church building might fully support the vision rather than restrict the vision as it currently does. And really, in sort of summary, or in all different sort of settings, different contexts, this is about getting God's words of life out. We're saying, Spirit of God, Take the word of God and bring about life, bear fruit in people's lives. We're saying, by your grace, Lord God, continue to grow this church so that that three-year vision might be a reality of 900 on Sundays, 300 at Alpha, three more church plants or renewals, and revitalize 250 complete by 2026, 250 years after this church was built. Now, I want to tell you about... um, Uh, one of the staff team with their honest burgers, okay? One member of the staff team, they they queued up. They got their burger. Got photo evidence here, number 39 coming up. They got their burger, and then they did two things. They served, and they gave. They served by bicycling the burger across Clapham, and then they gave by giving it to me, which was very nice of them. Here's the evidence here. Now, why did they do that? Why did they serve and give? Answer, out of love. Because it was Susanna, my wife. Isn't she lovely? (laughs) Um, Now, I say that uh, because out of love for God and love for the vision of this church, rather than the love for burgers or your spouse, I want to encourage each of us to consider doing the same two things, to serve and to give. Now, as with last week, what I'd love you to do at this point, if you would, is to get your phone out um, and either use that QR code up there um, or type in avisionforlife.org and that'll take you to our bespoke web page for this series, A Vision for Life. So use the QR code or type in avisionforlife.org. 
um, visionforlife.org. And I just want to show you, last Sunday, if you were here, uh, when you get there, there's, there's five boxes. We'll show them out in a second. Let's just have the QR code for just for a moment or two longer. Um, um, when you get there, there's five boxes. And uh, last week, we went through the first three boxes, belong, grow, and pray. These are things that I'm praying all of us might do. Everyone belong, everyone grow, everyone pray. And today, I want to look just briefly through these last two boxes, serve and give. And what I'm going to do, uh, and let me just say, if you're new here at HTC, um, this is not what we do every Sunday. This is once a year. Once a year, this sort of vision time, we start thinking a bit more practically. And uh, I'm just going to talk briefly through serve and give. You'll see the boxes there. Let me do give first, as I, I think this is something that's going to need time. As we think about financial giving, it's going to need time for you to reflect, uh, to, for you to pray over this coming week. But let me just try and give you a summary in terms of financial giving. Our current expenditure for this calendar year at HTC is estimated to be around £1.2 million. That is raised by the generous giving of so many of you in this church. And so if that is you, I want to say a huge thank you to you for your part in this. And as we look to next year, to 2024, we do not want to stop or sacrifice growth in any of our current ministries plus we want to begin a few new things, plus the evangelist post I mentioned, plus sort of general inflationary uh, rises in costs, all means that we are looking to keep things tight, but it does still mean the expenditure for next year will go up by about £80,000 next year. Uh, And so really, uh, sort of the first group of people I'd love to address are the people here, and if you're not yet giving to HTC, probably you're fairly new to the church, and I'd love to say to you, would you consider... Uh, starting to give, to set up giving uh, to the regular church funds. If you would say this is your church, would you start doing that by setting up uh, a regular, maybe monthly donation? Uh, Tithing, 10% of your regular income, it's a good guide on what to give. Uh, And what we're praying is that we're praying that the giving from all of you who are new to this church, who are not yet giving regularly to the church, uh, we're praying that all the new giving might cover that increase in expenditure, that £80,000, plus make up for the loss for those who've moved away, moved out of London over the last few months. So I want to just thank you in advance as you pray, as you consider this, and then act on it in the next week, if that is you, a potential new giver. And then the second group of people, people who are already giving. Again, thank you so much uh, to you for giving financially to all that happens here at HDC. Uh, please do keep giving. Uh, But this year, what we're wanting to do, we're not asking you to necessarily increase your giving to the general funds. Rather, I'm just asking you to keep your giving the same, if you would, and then consider giving sacrificially by giving additionally to Revitalize 250. There has been such amazing generosity to Revitalize 250 from the church family. It's a 5.8 million project. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we heard we've been awarded a £300,000 grant uh, from Benefact, which we are so grateful for. In fact, they said it is one of the biggest grants that they have ever given. It's a community impact grant, and it's one of the biggest grants they have ever given uh, because they're so impressed by uh, what they see is going to be the benefit to the community through this building project. So with, uh, along with the Benefact, Fat Grant, uh, along with many, many generous donations, we are now up to four million pounds raised. And just to emphasize the generosity of all of you, the church family, over three million of that four million has come from within the congregation. 
Now, we want to start the actual works uh, by May or June next year. And to do that, what do we need? We basically need £1.5 million more accounted for by Christmas. Okay, we need 1.5 million more by Christmas. This can come from three sources, grants, loans, and congregational giving. Ideally, 500,000 pounds from each of those three. So in terms of grants, uh, we're submitting a few more applications like we did to Benefact, which we'll hear about by Christmas. In terms of loans, we're speaking to a few people in the congregation who can loan us the money. Uh, but then there is congregational giving, and it would be amazing if we could get £500,000 more from us all, the congregation, in this final push. If we get more than that, I won't complain, we'll just have to have less loans, so that's fine. Um, so we are, we're so nearly there. We're in the home straight, and so I, I, I want to say to the majority of us here who are current givers to the church, I hope you can see the critical nature of how giving in this way to revitalize 250 means you are investing now for the future vision. You are helping unlock a greater potential for decades and decades. Think of the the barrier of five-year-olds. Currently, if you've got a five-year-old, they've had to go off to their group on Sunday, out of the building, and they've been taken across across uh, a road all the way there. It's not ideal for new families coming, your five-year-old's suddenly taken off to a different building. Think of uh, the barrier of a kitchen in the church that would struggle to cater for a family of seven, let alone a church of 700. Think of, quite frankly, how grotty the loos are. So I would love you, just as Susanna and I will be doing, to pray this coming week about what you might sacrificially give in addition to your regular giving. If it's helpful, 500,000 equates to every adult in the church giving an extra 800 pounds this year or an extra 70 pounds a month. Um, Of course, some here will be able to give much more than that, some far less. And you might decide to give to Revitalize by monthly direct debit standing order or you might decide to give a lump sum. Just to give you a few examples, I know a couple in the church who have given all the money that they saved up this last year for buying a flat They have given all that money to Revitalize 250 instead. I know others who are giving their bonus or parts of their bonus. I know others that are tithing their savings. They've got 200,000 pounds saved, so they're giving 20 grand to Revitalize 250. What could you give? It would be amazing if we could get to 500,000 pounds from us all in this final push. And just so you can sort of see how to give, some of you may have already done it, if you're there on that website, if you click the Give button, uh, you will be taken through to uh, the financial um, giving page of the website. So if you click that Give button, you might want to click it now, uh, and you can just see this now. So then as you pray and reflect, then you know what to do. But when you go onto the giving, um, the giving page, you'll see there are two buttons there. There's Give Now and Pledge Now. Give now and pledge now. Uh, If you press give now, that's if you want to give right now, as it were, through our online giving system, which is perhaps the easiest way. Or if perhaps you've already got a standing order set up with your bank at the church, you can click pledge now, fill in the pledge form, and then set up the standing order yourself with your church. And with both those buttons, with give now and pledge now, you can give through those buttons, either to giving to the general funds or giving to Revitalize 250. So that was everyone give. And then finally, just think back to Susanna on her bicycle, coming over with the burger uh, for me. Uh, she gave me the burger. We thought about giving, but she also bicycled. She, she did something. 
She used her time, she used her gifts to serve, to serve my tummy in that instance. Um, uh, But can you use your time, your gifts, your talents to serve, not my tummy, but to serve the vision of HTC? We say as a church, everyone belong, everyone grow, everyone pray, everyone give, everyone serve. Many of you may be serving in all sorts of ways at the moment. I want to say a huge thank you for that. But there may be some here and you're saying, actually, I could serve in some other way. And I want you to watch this one-minute video, which just uh, hear from all sorts of different people in the church family about different ways that they get involved and serve and use their gifts and their talents and their time towards our vision. Uh, Let's have a watch. I serve on the production team. I work for the Breakfast Club. I help on the afternoon tea team. I'm part of the worship team. I serve on the hosting team. I volunteer with the HTC Kids team. I serve by leading the Saints Running Hub. I help at the Homework Club. I serve on the worship team. I serve in the Cup of Saints Touch Rugby Hub. I am serving on the new translation team. I do visuals. I serve on the hosting team. I'm part of the prison team. I'm part of the photography and comms team and I love being part of this team as it helps effectively communicate the life of the church and I get to capture all your beautiful faces. We have a great community there. The mums have got to know each other and they support each other and the children also. I help serve on the Monday night youth team. I really love it because the youth are great. It's great to get to know them. They're really fun and you get to be a part of their journey. I like about this ministry that it removes the feeling of language as a barrier to come to church. I love it. It really is truly saving lives. Brilliant. Right, do we want to go to the QR code? I know we do. Everyone's very excited. Um, let's, let's go to the QR code and go through to the surf form. I just want to talk through a little bit of how that might work, how maybe we can get involved here at HTC. And um, you'll see on that video, there's such a wide range of ways that people do and can get involved here at HTC. There's even a section on the form that basically says, tell us about something we haven't thought of. We'd love to know how you can be involved. Isn't it amazing the way that God uses his people to equip the church and uses our individual gifts talents and the things that we enjoy to serve one another and to serve this community that we're wanting to serve both here in HTC and as we look to reach out beyond these walls in such a big way over these coming years and we'd love you to play your part and so what I would encourage you to do is to um is to go to this form and to look through. You'll have seen uh, Johnny, just to take an example, was talking about translating into Spanish. That's a specific skill. It might be that you have a specific skill that very easily lends itself to one of the serving opportunities. But it's worth noting that for the last, in fact, many, many years here in the life of this church, Johnny and his wife Isabel have have been part of leading hosting culture here at the church of what it looks like to welcome people really well into this church family. And so there are some more obvious ways, some more kind of deliberate Sunday-focused ways maybe that you can serve. There's things to do with children and youth. There's things to do with outreach in the community as you go through the form and look through it. And there's things, like I say, to do with specific skills. And so just have a little look at the form now. Even as I speak, please, I don't mind you not looking at me. Please be looking um, at the form and, and have, a, have a slow look through it. And similar to how we've encouraged you to pray over the next week to give, it might be that you want to take a step back and a moment and ask God, how are you encouraging me to serve this year? Um, Can I encourage you, it still might be worth filling the form out today because what you're committing to on that form is not being on the road to next week and then for eternity. What you are committing to is hearing a little bit more about it from one of our um, 
team here at HTC, when we're not focused on burgers, we're very focused on getting back to you as a church. And so somebody will be in contact with you this week as you fill out this form and find out a little bit more. I think what I'm going to do now is ask our wonderful production team, see what I did there, uh, to put a little bit of music on in the background as we just maybe have a look through that. And then I'll lead us into a response as we finish today's service. So let's have a little look through the form. Maybe the QR code can be back on the screen as well. So maybe you've had an opportunity to tick one or two of those things to hear a little bit more from uh, ministry heads. There'll be different ways that people follow up on this one. To give an example, if you've ticked anything to do with the children's team, then there is a reality that it will be, please come and have a visit and then we'll need to do a DBS check. There's different ways that these things will be followed up with. But can I encourage you to keep an eye in your junk mail as well as your inbox, sometimes through our church um, sort of platform, it goes there first. Can I encourage you as well that there is a reality to some of these groups that have more need than others. For example, anything happening in the daytime midweek The reality of lots of people and their working patterns, it's harder to fill the slots to serve in those groups. Um, In in previous years, there's been people here at the church who've condensed their hours across different days in agreement with where they work and been able to make themselves free on a morning or an afternoon, depending on where both their heart was, but also where the uh, needs here at the church are. And so um, I'd encourage you to think strategically and deliberately about how you might be able to give in terms of serving at HTC. I also recognise that for some people, this one and a half, really long, might I say, one and a half minutes that we've given you to look through this form is not quite enough to properly think it through. I have more than a line on each of the things that I can give you to help you understand a little bit more about what they might mean in practice in terms of serving. Please do come and speak to me at the stand afterwards. I'd love to be able to talk it through with you and, and be able to maybe help you to work out the best place that you can respond in terms of serving here at HTC. TC. But, but for now, let's, let's put our phones away and put our phones down. Do go back to it later if you didn't manage to finish it. But let's stand to our feet together, shall we? We've been encouraged by Jago this morning to make a, a choice about standing on the rock, being the light and growing the plants. And, uh, and really, as we think about serving and giving, actually the most important thing we need to do is to, to look to Jesus to decide to be individuals and then by knock-on effect a church that does stand on the rock, that is deliberate about hearing what the Word of God says and responding to it, about being the light. And as we think through serving, that, that might be a specific way that we can do that and that's awesome. But really what our heart is and what I hope our response can be now as we sing is to say, Jesus, it's all about you. That verse that we read at the start in Ephesians reminding us that It's not about what we do, but it's about what Jesus has done for us. But also reminding us that we're His handiwork, created to do good works. And there is ways that God wants to use us and grow us as a church and and grow us in generosity and all of those kinds of things. And so what I want to encourage you to do now is we're going to respond corporately, i.e. we're going to respond all together by singing a song together now that is, I suppose, what I believe our heart's posture should be as we come to an end of a service like this in saying, Jesus, we want you to be the vision. We want you to be the one that we live for, the one that we serve. And maybe as we do this, it might be that Holy Spirit is just speaking to you specifically. Might be that it's just ministering to you in a way of comforting where that's needed. And that we'll all be coming from different weeks and going into different weeks. I'd encourage you to use this time of worship now to just allow Holy Spirit to speak to you, to equip you, Jesus, thank you that you're here with us by your spirit. We pray that you will help us to respond now in a way that honours you, 
and our worship in Jesus' name.